This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. Our special guest on Bent Notes is a Western Australian who plays piano, composes music, leads a variety of projects and releases recordings. Harry Mitchell has divided his own approach to composing and has ventured his jazz skill set into country music. It is my pleasure to bid a very warm Bent Notes welcome to Harry Mitchell. Welcome, Harry. Hey, thanks, David. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. You have an obvious love of music. Where did that love start for you? Probably uh, growing up in church, actually. Okay. Yeah, every week. You know, in like in a lot of Baptist churches, they just have live bands. Yes. I guess being made to go uh, every week. And, I mean, sometimes the music was cool and some other times not, but I guess seeing live music from a really young age kind of um, put something in you and then when you when you see live music later on there's already the seed uh, that's been planted so maybe maybe that's why I think that's probably ultimately what it comes down to and how many instruments do you play I just play piano and I play some uh, and some like a uh, hack bass you know <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a real like a pretend bass player I, I have uh, young kids in my house my children and um i can't play piano at night yeah. so if i want to practice something then i uh, put some headphones on and i play bass ah right well that that seems to make some sense yes yeah but i wouldn't i would never call myself a bass player <laughs> okay what was the trigger for you to decide to study music with a focus on a career rather than just enjoying it as a hobby it's probably the fact that i probably wasn't great at anything else I would probably just be depressed if I wasn't playing music, to be honest. Like, I, 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 could, I could do other things, but the idea of not being able to play music pretty often, um, I just find a bit grim. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much why I play music, I think. Well, I think that's a good idea, a good reason for playing music, because there's nothing worse than feeling grim. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy your tertiary studies of music? Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. I spent a long time studying. Uh, I went. I started in 2011, and then I kind of kept going. I did four years of a bachelor degree, and then took a few years off and went back and did a master's. And then I've kind of been teaching on and off there for the last couple of years. So I haven't never really escaped <laughs> a, a, a full time uh, university uh, attender. Yes, that's right. What did you find was the most thrilling aspect of that time working through your own studies? Oh, good question. Uh, I guess uh, the the university bringing in guest artists was always pretty amazing because you know in in Australia that's one thing but then living in Perth you do feel pretty far away from jazz hotspots you know or cultural a lot of cultural musical icons or whatever so when when the university did get musicians to actually come to Perth and work with us that was pretty great it's you know uh, Perth's not a hick town. I'm, I hope I'm not painting it like that, but <laughs> we do get less uh, less artists coming through Perth than the eastern states. It's just a practical aspect of the way the country's laid out, isn't it? Yes, exactly. What does that mean in terms of the fact that there are so many great musicians coming out of West Australia? Mm, well, 
I think probably because uh, travel is so expensive, like, for, you know, I, I don't know if you've looked at the um, plane flight um, costs recently, but no. it's really expensive to go from Perth to Melbourne, say. It's like 600, 700 return. Oh, right. And so, I mean, it, it's a little bit worse than it was, you know, before COVID, but I think because people don't travel as much here, there's this weird duality where people are less aware about what's going on in other parts of the country, but then it forces people to be creative in a different way. And I think sometimes, you know, people just work on different things purely because they're not as influenced by everything that's going on around them, which is nothing. (laughs) (laughs) 16 albums to date, I think I saw somewhere, all available on Bandcamp. What have you noticed has changed in your music across the time frame of those 16 albums? Oh, good question. I think probably in the last the last three or four, something that I've noticed within myself is that I, I don't feel like I need to prove anything. So I try, I've been trying to write just really honest music, like what trying to work out what exactly it is that I want to put out rather than thinking what is it that the people around me would want me to put out, even though I'm not directly thinking about that, but those are kind of the things subconsciously I think that um, affect how you write. And so, yeah, I think in the last couple of years, maybe it's just like age and realizing that a music career is um, a silly thing to pursue if it's about money. And so if I'm not being truly honest to what I want to do, then I shouldn't be doing it. Have you found the music that you really honestly want to do? Uh, Or maybe that question is, will will you ever find exactly what you want to do? Or is, is, is a life of a musician always developing new music yeah i think um it's just it's just a big long process and um you never you never really arrive anywhere i think you finish something and if it feels good to you then that's really all you can use to evaluate it because if you start relying on uh, external things then the it 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 can um it can lose its meaning or you can rely too much on that and then all of a sudden you don't feel good about it. So it really has to be kind of internally driven, I think. One thing that I I was surprised at when I first saw it was a jazz musician playing country. Uh, It just didn't seem right (laughs) when I first saw it. Then I listened to it and realised, actually, it goes together very well. Why why did you decide to go down the path of uh, using your jazz skills on country music? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I I actually really hated country music growing up. <laughs> I didn't. I just didn't get it. But I guess uh, the more I've written music, I started to realize how hard it was to write something that's simple and sounds good. That's like the hardest thing. Anyone can write stuff that's like complex and um, you know hard to understand or whatever. But I think yeah, writing simply is like just incredibly hard. So. Um, checking. I've been checking out some country music, and when you hear something that's like simple and beautiful, I, I love that. So it, it's not so much like country, the the idiosyncrasies of country music as a genre. It's kind of like what country music is as a whole that I appreciate. Um, and so that's like one half of it, and the other part is um, I've been I did this project a couple of years ago, which was um, playing the music of Paul Simon. Yeah, and that—that's with the same band that we did this on um, this project with. 
but I guess some of the, we ended up, I don't know, for whatever reason, some of the music we ended up playing on that kind of had a country tinge to it. That kind of led me down a path of checking out more country music. And yeah, that, that, uh, that project actually started the band Quiet Country, which started out as a trio, which was just me, uh, the guitar player from this album, Harry Winton and Ben Vanderwall, where we just kind of improvised over some country tunes and um, other things like that. And then that kind of morphed back into this thing where we have vocals now. That's kind of a long answer. <laughs> but it's it's exactly what you've got. And it, it's not your music as the bass. You've taken uh, tunes by, by others and given them your own touch. Yes. Which is what jazz musos do all the time. Yeah, I guess it's like, you know, it's what we do with standards. And um, so taking pop tunes or country tunes or well-known tunes is and then doing your own thing to them it's really no different from taking uh take the a train and putting it in seven four or whatever. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so sadness or euphoria is the new album from the quiet country project did you have a particular objective with this the second album from the project and more more importantly what does the title reflect sadness or euphoria okay well answer the first bit there was no objective basically all, all the songs that are in the album are kind of uh, relatively new to me and so i grew up listening to jazz and so i'm i'm pretty I, you know grossly ignorant of um other songs and other artists so it's really not until i got a little older that i started delving out more and listening to other types of music so the goal was, with this was just to um put out some of the music that i've been listening to and kind of put my own um, spin on it and also all the musicians on the album I just love listening to especially the two singers that are on it uh, Alira Wilson and Helen Shanahan they're just some of the best singers I've ever heard and so most of the, the project is just pretty selfish in that I just wanted to hear those musicians together and there's really no um, greater reason behind the title except that it's um, one of the lyrics in the Billy Joel tune that we do Why Judy Why I just I find those the whole song it's just so poetic and Billy Joel is just such a good you know such a good piano player and um, songwriter but the lyrics are incredible so I don't I don't relate to that the song's lyrics I mean I think the song's about a manic depressive but I just find the way that he talks about it to be so amazing that I wanted to just reference that in some way I, I like it because in many respects it reflects what we see in a lot of music around the place that it, it can have a lot of sadness about it in what's being written but you can also get such a lot of euphoria out of listening to some amazing music so it makes great sense to me it's a great uh, title for the second album in the series it can be found on Bandcamp all we need to do is search for Harry Mitchell on Bandcamp this one comes up amongst the uh, the 16 or so that are there that you have produced over the last few years. Harry, thank you so much for chatting with me here tonight on Bent Notes. It's been wonderful to hear of your music and particularly this brand new album. Hey, thanks, David. Really appreciate you having me on and um, I'll be listening to the rest of the show. Fantastic. Now, as we bid you farewell tonight, Harry, we are going to hear a piece off the album. It's called uh, Sadness or Euphoria, the album, as we mentioned. The piece I've chosen is called Summer Highland Falls. Where did this one come from and what what have you done to develop this one? This song comes from an early, I first heard it on an early live Billy Joel album. I think it's from 1979 and uh, the singer is uh, Helen Shanahan. So she's actually a um, kind of a singer-songwriter based in Perth and 
she I don't think before this she'd played with many jazz musicians in this kind of way. So this song I kind of I wanted to hear what she would sound like as a kind of folk pop singer over the top of us doing this kind of jazzy rearrangement of the tune. So that that was the goal with that one. But it's just a beautiful song, you know, it's such a great composition. So it was kind of easy to rearrange. Summer Highland Falls from Sadness or Euphoria. Thank you again, Harry. My best wishes to you for a very successful album. Our special guest on Bent Notes has been Western pianist, Western Australian pianist and composer, Harry Mitchell. You're listening to Joy 94.9. And I believe there is a time for meditation in cathedrals of our You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.